know I'm gonna get got. But I'm gonna get mine more than I get got though. What is good, guys? Welcome back. This is episode 13 of Lock It or Leave It. We are recording this on Christmas Eve. It is the 24th of December. Uh, I'm your host, Jay, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Cam. So let's start off with that, man. What is going on? What's up, Jay? I can't believe we are actually back. We are in the NBA season. We got basketball games almost every day again. Great matchups and more great content coming your guys' way. Let's stay tuned. Yeah, I was just about to say that parlay season is back, man. We have the basketball slates and the football slates. You can mix and match. We got crazy stuff that we can start parlaying. But before we do that, we have two guests here with us, and let's introduce them. We'll start off with Floyd. How are you, Dylan? What's going on? Fellas, it hasn't been this good in a while. I mean, early on in the season, bad picks, but now it's starting to, everything's starting to look a little bit more clearer. Things are coming up well. And I just feel so blessed because six months ago, we didn't even know if we were going to have sports. And now we have all these amazing parlays in the NBA and football is still giving us a great season. It's just a great time to be alive if you're a sports fan. So I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, man. Hype me up even more. And then lastly, we have Aaron. What's going on, Aaron? It's good. I'm uh, a little sad. The Tampa Raptors lost their first game last night. First game of the new franchise. Um, but, you know, the Pelicans looked awesome. Not much you can do about it. Lonzo Ball is hitting threes. Brandon Ingram was doing his thing. So... We'll get into it all. Just happy the NBA is back for sure. Exactly, man. The NBA is back and we are back also with, as always, great topics for our listeners, starting with the NFL leaderboards. We went 14 of 18. We're going to skim over that really quickly. Then we're going to go to the good stuff. The NBA opening night and last night, December 23rd, we're going to talk about how it went, how bets went, some takeaways, and then we'll talk about the NBA expansion teams. The NBA needs some more money because of the COVID crisis. They need to kind of uh, add some more teams. What cities are going to get some teams? That's going to be really interesting. And then lastly, we'll give you guys our Xmas picks for Christmas tomorrow. And uh, that's what we're going to do. But until then, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So we are back, and let's start off with the first game of the NBA season, the Nets-Warriors. Cam, I'm going to throw this to you right away. What are some takeaways, how KD looked, maybe about Curry and the Warriors? I want to know it all. Let's hear it. All right, Jay. Well, we knew coming in that once Kyrie and KD were on this team that they were going to get theirs. Obviously, they're two of the best offensive players in the league. You can't really guard them one-on-one. But what's crazy to me is how deep this team is. You've got people like Chris LeVert coming off the bench who had 50 last season. You've got Spencer D. Whittle, who is like a legitimately good player. He averaged 20 last season with without Kyrie. Looks, looked very good. He can move the ball. you got Joe Harris, who won the three-point contest a couple years ago. And DeAndre Jordan coming off the bench. And Jared Allen. That's two elite solid big men who have have experience and are veterans and know what they're doing out there. Everybody's making fun of Kyrie for like the whole staging and everything, but like you cannot argue with his production when he gets on the floor. He is elite. He's still one of the best offensive players in the league. And this Nets team looks amazing. It was a seven and a half point spread for that Warriors game the other night and they want, they blew him out. It wasn't even close. That Warriors team, as, as you said, did kind of look like hot ass. You would call that at the beginning of the year. And um, Curry's gonna Curry's feeling that uh feeling that LeBron treatment now, carrying a bunch of bums to the playoffs. So we'll we'll see if he can uh if he can really take that team all the way. Yeah, man, I said it on the last pod how I have no trust in that Warriors team. 
you have Steph, and then the second best player is Kelly Oubre Jr., and that's not going to get you to the playoffs in the Western Conference. I don't care how good Steph is. He's just going to be ganged up on every single time he plays. So that's that's my take on the Warriors. But uh, the Nets, for me, the Nets looked really good, man. Kind of like you said, you didn't even get to players like Landry, Shamit, who's a 3 and D guy, and then Kyrie, KD, you said it all, Joe Harris, all Torian these players, Prince, bro. Don't Torian about Prince, him. the bucket who always goes and balls out at Rico Hines. He's dope. But let me incorporate some other guys in here. Floyd, I want to hear how do we feel about this – the uh, Nets-Warriors game, the opener. So we all know how great the Nets are. We can talk about that all day. But a quick little fact I'd like to bring up. I read somewhere that the Nets, believe it or not, in that game were the first team to ever play all 15 players in one game in that single game. So that shows you how much trust they have going down the line and how much that helps Kyrie and Katie. But with that being said, let me touch on the Warriors a little bit because that's what stood out to me in this game. James Wiseman you heard it here first, is going to be Chris Bosh. I'm telling you this because when you say that Kelly Oubre is the second best player on that team, I'm not sure if he is, okay? Now, when you have a game where Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins shoot more shots than points they make, you're going to lose that game when Steph Curry goes three from 10 from the three-point line. But James Wiseman, he had 19 and six in 24 minutes. This guy's balling. He's young. He gives them a different dimension of the game that we haven't seen in Oakland and a couple years, really, with Kevon Looney and friends playing down low. So, you know, Aaron and other people in the media especially didn't like Wiseman being picked up there, up tops. But I feel like with his skill set, with his three-point shooting that he's going to eventually develop, he's definitely going to be a good player in this league. And that's what stood out to me in that basketball game. Yeah, to, to go off what Floyd said, uh, I like how Wiseman brought out the jumper. Yep. He was he wasn't scared to shoot it. He was out there. He was letting them fly, and I think that's huge, yeah, that's big huge for his development. Um, but this war, this Warriors team, man, it's I just it's feel a bad. Violent ass, man. What I, I tell you, I, I just I feel bad, bad for the starving kids. It's that in LeBron Africa. treatment, bro. LeBron's <laughs> yeah, so, carrying bums forever. It's I, Curry's I, turn. <laughs> I feel bad for the kids in Africa because Andrew Wiggins said he would donate twenty two dollars, which is his number for every point he scores this season. And those kids aren't getting any food anytime. Oh soon. man, oh, it's tough. Oh, man. It's tough. Oh, man. <laughs> it's half, tough. Curry looked pretty decent the first half when he was able to kind of make some space here and there. They weren't really doubling him, but it became apparent pretty early on that Ubre and Wiggins were just – they're not hitting anything. So they just kind of sagged off, let them do whatever, and just really focused on Curry, and he didn't have such a good second half when that happened. I'm worried it's going to happen a lot to the Warriors. If, if Wiggins and Ubre can be okay, they'll be fine, but not encouraging game one for sure. Yo, dog, Curry's going to be seeing boxing once in the third game of the season. It's going to be tough. You know, it's just a yep. tough situation for him. But let's move on to the night game, the Clippers-Lakers. The Lakers got their championship rings finally, uh, well-deserved. And then they went out and lost to the Clippers. But I said, we, we called that on last pod. It was going to happen. The Clippers were going to be reigned NBA opening night champions uh, once again. And that's the banner that they put up in there. They put up opening night banners in that arena. They don't put up, you know, championships, conference finals. No. So uh, how do you feel about the Clippers? Was that Paul George, that pandemic peak performance? I know we had 33, but can we really depend on that later on when you really need it? Let me hear it from uh, Aaron first, and then we'll go to Cam. So I'm going to say yes on this. Um, Because playoff P, historically, if you look at him, he's had – 
two back-to-back bad, bad playoff series, I think it's a lot of recency bias. When he was with Indiana, man, he was great. He's going head-to-head with LeBron. He was balling out every night, hitting every shot back in those series. I think they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, made it like seven games with them at one point. And I think that playoff P is going to be back. I think he's settled in a little better now. I mean, really, if you look at it, it's been, what, maybe 10 bad playoff games he's had? I don't, I don't think that's too much of a concern. I think it's a little more of a blip as opposed to the new normal for him. Um, I, I would, I would say I agree with that. Paul George looked really good the other night. And, um, I don't think Paul George is really like deserves the amount of hate he receives, but my main thing I need to touch on is I let Jay get in my head and he convinced me that the Lakers were a good enough team to win on opening night on ring night. I wanted so bad to make a Nets Clippers part but I let Jay talk me out of it and I ended up losing money but I do believe in this I do believe that losing in game seven to the Nuggets really helped Paul George because it humbled him he needed to him and Kawhi thought they were just thought they were going to go head to head with Braun they thought they thought they were better than LeBron and AD and they clearly were not the best thing that could have happened to them was to bring them down to this level. And I feel like they will be back this season. I don't know if they're good enough. I don't think they're good enough to beat LeBron and AD, by the way. But I, I do think Paul George will have a better season this year and more respectable in the playoffs for sure. What do you think, Jay? One thing I want <laughs> – oh, man, you're so wrong, man. It, it's, it's hilarious. And the, <laughs> and the reason why is you said that he got humbled this season. What happened the last season when Dame hit a 40-footer in his face? Was he not humbled then? Like, no, well, that doesn't. That, what about the season that, before he when, when be he on got, that team? Bro. What about the season before when he lost to a rookie, Donovan Mitchell? Was he humbled then? Russ was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, we could go all the way back, man. Nah, Russ had 45 in an elimination game, and Paul George scored six well, points in Utah. The thing, the thing about the NBA is that it's an experience league. The things that happened to you in the past really shape the kind of player that you become in the future and the kind of different ways that you look at the game, right? So when you have a young Paul George running it with Roy Hibbert and Danny Granger back in 2012, 2013, he didn't have much experience. He was just going out there and doing what he knew to do best, which was hoop. Then you get that all-star kind of treatment, and people are looking at you and talking about you, and then all of a sudden he gets to your head, and you're hitting bricks on the side of the back where you think you're Ray Allen. So I think that you guys are completely right where that Nuggets series is going to be beneficial for Paul George. But I think it's, it's silly to say that that's the reason why he's going to become better. Because Paul George, he was an MVP candidate not too many years ago. He was a, a top five defender in this league, arguably, statistically wise. He's, he's not a bad player. So when we talk about these experiences, oh, he's going to play better. I'm just tired of the slander. I'm tired of hearing about it because he's a good player. And if he was on your favorite team, your team would be better. So I don't want to hear about it anymore. And, and here's why you are also wrong, sir. And, and the reason why is Paul George, whenever I talk about players like this, I don't mean in the regular season. I mean in the playoffs. Regular season Giannis, I bet on the Bucks because of that. Would I have bet that same game in the playoffs? No, I would not have. 
Would I have bet the same game with Paul George in the playoffs? No, but in the regular season, these guys are all-stars. That's why they have so much steez, because in the regular season, they go off. They trot into the playoffs like they're some all-star superhero, and then they get beat by a rookie, Donovan Mitchell. Then you get a 40-footer splashed in your eye, and then you lose in seven when you were up 3-1 to a 24- and 25-year-old, and you had the reigning MVP. (laughs) So it's just like... If it were a one-time thing, I wouldn't be upset. But the fact that it's every single year, you know, it's wild. But let's not stay on this game too long because there's too many NBA games that went on. Let's just go right to Giannis and Tatum. Celtics, Bucks. I'll start with you again, Florida, then go to Cam. Takeaways from that game. Money uh, time. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Money. Florida is a Boston Money Celtic time. Yeah. Money time, baby. And let me tell you something. The Jays are taking over in Boston, Boston, Jalen and Jason. It is going to be a fun next four years, and here's why. I love it when you have a team that is missing your all-star point guard. You bring in Jeff Teague with the ugliest fucking jersey I've ever seen in my life. You, ha- you bring in the Tristan Thompson, and you, you, you have different lineups that you can now run with this team with that Thompson addition. I loved it when Brad Stevens had Daniel Tice on the floor with Tristan okay we were out rebounded by the Bucks by about 15 rebounds but even with that being said it, it just felt a little bit different it, it was just a little bit of a different kind of atmosphere watching the Celtics team play and it made me so much more excited for when Kemba comes back with that being said the Bucks played the best they possibly could with their five to six best players outside of that nothing really happened DJ Wilson had zero points Devin Shinzo was out there for about 16 minutes and didn't do much Chris Middleton can get you all the points you want. Giannis can do what he needs. But when it's crunch time, when it's game time, and the Jays in Boston are taking over, there's not much you can do except call bank. And that's exactly what happened. All right. I got a couple of things. First of all, that was the luckiest shot I think I've ever seen. There's no no way. Yeah, 30 points on 28 shots isn't that great. For second, (laughs) Jalen Brown did play good. I'll give him that. And I'm just I, and I know you're. I don't understand your like fascination though with this Tristan Thompson, Daniel Thice like lineup. That's only gonna work against players like that. Specifically, is is meant to guard Giannis. Yeah, Giannis and AD. Yeah, but big teams. That's not gonna work against the Nets, big dog. If you try that same lineup against the Nets, you're gonna get three splashing your eyes all day long. Tomorrow (laughs) evening, you'll see differently. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, can, can we spice this pot up a little bit and have uh, a wager between Floyd and Cam? Floyd, do you really think the Celtics are winning tomorrow? Floyd, you wanna you wanna go straight up on this, bro? <laughs> well, see, Vegas would give me better money. Uh, yeah. I'd say it have to be fifteen true. to That's ten. True. I'd say it'd be fifteen to ten. Give me a spread. G- give me give me a spread, Cam. No, I'll do fifteen I'll, to ten with you. You want to do fifteen to ten? Yeah, because Nets are minus one fifty. That's fair. That's the, that's the spread. That's the spread. Me, I'll do this. 30 and 20. I give 30 30 they win. I give you 20 if they win. It's a lose. free $20, dog. That's a free $20 part. That's a $30 free play. Dial it up. Okay, bet. I love it up. bang for the buck. <laughs> All right. All right. And we'll post about it, too, on the Twitter. Make sure Absolutely. you check that out. Absolutely, we'll get that man. going. You are going to get roasted when you're going to get roasted. You want some action, boss? You want some action on this, Jay? Where's your money, Dude, big dog? You want me to, you know what? I may tail it. I may, you want to do the same thing tail? to you? Ooh. You want to do the same thing? 
Ooh, no, he's not that confident. He's not that confident. Okay, give me one straight up. Give me one. Let me see the game. It's Tristan Thompson and the boys. We got to be careful here. I don't know, but we'll see. Jason might show up and dunk on Katie. Who knows? But anyway, mm -hmm. Cam, continue. How did you feel about the game? I will say though, Jason Tatum definitely grew. If you look at him when he's when he's in front of Giannis, though, they are pretty much the same hype and I didn't as, as much as we hate on Jason Tatum Jalen Brown the Celtics are a legitimate team they looked really good last night and I liked what I saw from Tatum he looks way more confident he's not taking as many dumb shots as he did last year which I think that'll really help his game getting Kemba back will be huge just to spread out the floor a little more but I don't think having Tristan Thompson and Dice out there at the same time is going to work that great unless you're playing teams that have Giannis or Anthony Davis on them that's just my that's just my stance. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, um, talking about that game, the Celtics. You could tell they made a concerted effort in the off season to upgrade in, in size. You know, uh, they ran Tice at the four along with Thompson, and Tice started out two for two from three, and then he got you know that that may be the worst thing that could happen to a big that trigger happy you could, yeah cuz once you see the first two go in then you start and he was ripping them throughout throughout the rest of the game didn't hit another i think he may have finished 2 for 7 2 for 8 and that's what Milwaukee will do. They'll take the statistics. It's the same thing that people do with Giannis. They'll say, "You know what? Even if you hit 3 shots, you you tried 10 of them. We'll live with that." You know, we'd rather that than you go to the free throw line. But my takeaway, honestly, was Boston was better than I expected. Um, I can't lie because Jeff Teague looked like he could be a starter on that team. Once you get Kemba and he's your point guard operating off the bench, that's going to help. I just – I still have Devin Booker over Jason Tatum. And the reason why – I get it, Devin Booker didn't have as good of a game. But the reason why is just he just takes better shots, man. Tatum – was takes bad shots. When you watch those games, their isos, dribble, fadeaway, stops, contested every single time. We watched time. Kobe do it for 20 years. I was just about Kobe Jason, say that. But Jason Tatum isn't Kobe. That's the thing. Yeah. Jason, but he's like 23. Yeah. He could get he's there. He can take whatever time. shots he wants. Jason Tatum yes. is 6'10. He can get to the rim and cross up anybody. His handle is elite. Try that. Get to the foul line. He's, Get he's to not, the. He's not an elite finisher, though. He's not. He's a better. He's a That's higher. That's what he needs to work on. Aaron, Aaron, is Tatum yeah, better than Devin Booker? Everybody's gonna. Everybody's yeah. gonna say Tatum's better because of the height, and that's Yoko not. Plays better defense, and Booker plays no defense. Booker plays zero defense, yeah. bro. Tatum averages yeah. a block and a steal. Okay. No, I still take D Book over Tatum. He takes better shots. He's a more efficient player than Tatum. Tatum takes terrible shots. Whenever I watch Tatum play, I feel like I'm watching my brother play NBA 2K with the shots that he's taking. They're terrible takes shots. my kind of shots in 2K. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't make them. And then what, the thing is, he'll finish with 25 still because he just takes so many of them. You know, that's my take on the Celtics regarding the Bucks, I think they sold out. Giannis isn't going to win a ring, man. You really gave up all those assets for Drew Holiday. Drew finished with what, Floyd? 25, you said, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Middleton yeah. had like 27, 28. Giannis went for 30-something points. They played as good as they could have. DiVincenzo was raining threes. He had 13 in the first quarter, and they still lost. They out-rebounded them by 13 and still lost. Like, you were up double digits, and you still lost. You couldn't have played mm -hmm. any better, which gives me cause for concern. 
for the rest of the season. Aaron, how do we feel about that? And then go to Florida. Giannis is never going to get a ring in Milwaukee. It's just not going to happen. They can't attract the free agents. They don't have the assets to trade for anybody big. I mean, I I just still – that extension, man, I don't know what he was thinking there because if he wants to win, Milwaukee's not the place. He's got to go somewhere else. He's got to go to a big market like a L.A. or a Dallas or a Miami or something like that. And they, the only, they, put as, yeah. they put as good as they could possibly play last night and still lost to a Kemba-less Celtics team. And that, that worries me a lot for them in the future. Chris Middleton had 27-14-8, and, and they still lost. So the only thing that I have to say about the Bucks is I'm going to quote the, the great Nick Young. Ain't nobody raising a family in Milwaukee, boss. Nobody's doing it. And you are a million-dollar man. So, you know what? I love that you guys, you know, even before the season started, I know it's one game, overreaction. But before the season, we're talking about how great Milwaukee is and how they're going to be higher than the Celtics in seeding. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see going forward. This, is, this Celtics team could be a top four team in the East right now. Easily. Easily. I believe it. Yeah, well, going off of that, man, uh, let's talk about the Pelicans a little bit, man, because I want to talk about the game that got me money last night. I put a two-teamer down. Pelicans-Hawks. I saw Pelicans versus Raptors, and I'm saying people still are high on the Raptors for no reason yet. I get you they're your team now in Tampa Bay, Aaron, but they're not that good, man. They're really not. Pascal can't be your best player, your your number one scoring option, and you expect to beat these teams. We'll get into New Orleans a little bit later off of geographic location, but just talking about their team, Brandon Ingram is a star in this league. This dude is 6'10", can shoot over anybody. I tweeted this out. He is the the definition of a three-level scorer. He can hit you with the three, hits you with the mid-range game, pull up, turn around, fade away, gets to the basket. He'll poster you if, you if you're lacking. And then Zion looked good. Steven Adams looked good. That the the front court with uh, Zion and Steven Adams looked a lot better than I expected. How do we feel about that, Floyd and then uh, Cam? You know, the thing about the Pelicans, this even goes back to last year. I like watching them play because I'm always thinking about what this is going to look like in three years if all these boys stay together. I mean, the main thing that I saw was Lonzo. This kid looked like he was so confident as jumper. It looked a little bit different. His his elbow was a little bit in. It looked a little bit more fluid. It looked nice. So that was something that I took a lot of attention to. Um, he's looking like he could pan out to be a true number two overall pick, and I love to see that. Um, Zion's always going to do his thing. And, you know, I just – it's always thinking about the future of the Pelicans. What are they going to do? And, I, I'm, you know, we've yet to really see what their full potential is. You know what I saw from Lonzo last night is he looked like UCLA Lonzo Ball. He was hitting the three. He's making his guys better. He's finding the open man. He even hit his free throws. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but most improved player, Lonzo Ball. I could see him averaging like I could see him averaging like sixteen points, maybe eight rebounds, ten assists, pretty good shooting splits. We'll see what happens. But I love Lonzo. I think he's gonna be great. Yeah, a couple things from uh from that game last night. I love what you said, Aaron, though, about Lonzo didn't look really good last night. And anytime you're shooting four for eight from the three point line compared to his the olden days where it was like one for twelve. I'm uh I'm happy with what I saw from them. And Zion, bro, Zion looked like a freaking tank out there last night. He was 
blocking shots. He was disruptive on defense. Finished with the double-double, 15 and 10 on seven for nine shooting. And what I love about Zion is you do he does not need the ball in his hands to be effective. And that's why he benefits so much playing with a player like Alonzo who can set him up for easy baskets and get him good looks at the rim. My main problem with this Pelicans team is there is literally nobody on their bench that is kind of good. Their starters are nice, but J.J. Redick, okay, J.J. Redick, I know. I know your boy J.J. Redick gets buckets, but other than, J, other than J.J. Redick, he has no help out there. And I don't know if J.J. Redick's going to go 6 for 11 from the three-point line every single night. So it's going to be interesting. The main thing about – the main problem with Toronto, though, is – there, I agree with I agree with what Jay said. Everybody in the East got better. Toronto stayed the same, and moving to moving down to Tampa is obviously like got to root for them a little bit. But I didn't really like what I saw from them. And spicy Parmesan P uh, was uh, doing his post <laughs> garlic Parmesan P. Oh yeah, garlic. Yeah, an efficient twenty six and six. I'll take that for him. <clears throat> the problem was Ananobi. Ananobi went zero for five from three. Van Vliet went two for eight. Baines went one for four. They just weren't shooting the three ball good, which is something this team always always does. Um, so I'm not too worried. It's one game. I think they'll get it back. As long as we play better than the Magic this year, I'm happy. So not too worried. Cole Anthony's a bust. That's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and then get to the other half of this NBA slate. All right, so we are back, and we're going to – just continue on with the second team in my parlay that I won. It was the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young had a super efficient night. He shot 12 shots from the field. Uh, six of them were threes. He made five of them. And overall, he was 10 of 12. Finished with 37, 7, and 6. Uh, and what really impressed me was the spread of wealth. You know, everybody, all the starters... Uh, finished with double figures. Bogey came off the bench and gave him 15. This Hawks team looks deep. It looks like they have a leader in Trey Young. It looks like they are a legitimate playoff team. I get it. They played the Bulls. However, I I felt good about watching that game and seeing Trey Young take that next leap. Uh, how do we feel about that, Cam and then Floyd? Um, as a as as an Atlanta hater previously, they honestly looked way better than I thought they were going to. And they, you are right, they are super deep. They've got lots of players, veteran players that know what they're doing on that out there. And in a young leader in Trey Young, who had a just a phenomenal night, like thirty seven points on twelve shots. Not much you could do about that. They are playing my Bulls, which was uh, it's tough to get beat by twenty in your first game. But on the bright side for uh, us, Patrick Williams. Florida State Stud. legend Stud. in his debut, five for 11, 16 points, hit one for three from deep two in two steals. That's little, that's baby Kawhi out there, baby. So <laughs> yes, I like, I liked what I saw from him and I liked what I saw from this Hawks team. I think they're going to the playoffs and I think they could, uh, they could actually maybe, maybe have a first round upset against, against maybe those, that Boston team. Ooh, said oh, it. Uh, <laughs> whoa. I don't know about that, but I will give you this, you know, with the Bulls, it's they're very fascinating because I feel like they they've had a young core for fucking ever. Like how Literally does that so work? long. Like Lori Marcannon, that's my guy. Coming out of what was it, Gonzaga? Arizona. Or Arizona. Yeah. Arizona for that's right. He he was great. And I always thought he would be a great player in the NBA, which he had a twenty piece. He's solid. He's always gonna be a decent good player. 
But then when you start thinking of young players, you got to look at the Hawks, man. I mean, their trio of uh, Trey Young, Hunter, and um, Reddish. Excuse me, Cam, Cam Reddish. Reddish Hunter, yes, yeah. I, I love that. So we know they've drafted well. They've acquired decent free agents in Bogey. And John Collins is also another young guy who's coming up and playing great. Gallinari. So the Hawks, I want to – Gallinari, that's one of the other big free agents. They're just – they're doing everything right and by the book. And I applaud them for that. And I really think this season we're going to see that payoff dividends, you know, with seeing them probably in that eighth seed. They might be in that play-in tournament possibly, but they're a good squad. They have young guys, good free agents. I love, love the recipe they got going on in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks are who, who we thought they are. They're an offensive juggernaut. I mean, they had 111 points in three quarters. It could, this game could have been way more of a blowout than it was. It should have been a 30, 40-point game. But no, 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 no. Come on. Give me a little on. bit of don't, – I don't want to lose by 40 on opening night, dog. Come on. Well, I mean – Two for 11, Kobe White, though, is not going to help from your starting no, point guard. Not at all. Not at all. But this, this Hawks team is awesome. I mean, they, every, pretty much everyone on the roster can shoot the three. Um, they got Trey Young, primary playmaker. The young guys were shooting better last night. I just don't know how deep a playoff run they make because their defense isn't great, but the offense is there for a playoff run if they can figure it out, figure it out on the other end of the ball. Right. Not we, yet. We, I think it's, it's early they need to get, the playoffs. They true, need to get – uh, don't, don't forget, you still got Oniko Kangu. Once, once he gets out there too, that'll help on the defensive end. Mm, but he's, they he's – we don't know what he's going to be on offense. I mean – they don't need more offense, though. They just need somebody to stop the other guys from putting – because Trey Young all the time last season would score 50, and they would lose 146 to 170 or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Young puts up all the points he needs to. He just needs the other team to not have 150. Yeah, so moving on from the Hawks and going to another team that could possibly be fighting for that eight seed. We're going to talk about the Wizards because when I watched that Wizards against the 76ers game – there were, I think, four or five seven o'clock game slates. And those were by far, I was like, all right, so Cavs, Hornets, right? It's going to be Wizards, 76ers. What else did we have? We had Miami and Orlando. And then there was, I think, Detroit and the Knicks. And I said, out of those seven, I mean, those four games, I'm definitely choosing Wizards, 76ers to watch. You know, Bradley Beal looked good. Russ did what we thought Russ was going to do, you know, like he got the triple dub. He was missing wide open threes. He was airballing some missing free throws, talking shit after and ones, you know, he's just doing what Russ is. He's just, that's why we love him. Cause in the first game of the season, he's talking shit to Dwight Howard and he's just like, just being himself, you know, but that wizards team, how do we feel about them, man? Because I saw some sparks that were encouraging. And then I also saw some things that, were not encouraging, like how they lost a double-digit lead to the 76ers, who was shooting terrible. They were abysmal. They, I think, started out 6 of 10 from 3, they said, and then they finished 6 of 23 at, at one point in the third. So they were just not hitting anything, and they still came back, clawed back, and won. Uh, let's start with Aaron and then Floyd. Uh, how do we feel about that game? Listen, Russell Westbrook, man. He's not even trying to win at this point. He just wants his triple doubles. <laughs> yep. It's just yep. uh, so <sighs> tough. So tough. I mean, the guy is shooting 40% from the field and airballing threes, but he's got his 15 assists. He's got his 12 rebounds. I'm, I'm kind of over Russ, to be honest with you. I'm a little tired of him. <laughs> I love him. this. I love I, this. I know it's Cameron's guy and all, but I. 
<laughs> I, like, I think John Wall's better right now. I think John Wall's a better player than Russell Westbrook. Yes, he That's, is a better player uh, than Russell Westbrook. Not. What does Westbrook do better than Wall besides rebound? Show me when John Wall has 15 assists in opening night. Well, average 13 assists a year. Like That was three years, years ago. ago. A game. He was hurt. Yeah. What do you want him to do? Play on like a torn ACL? Listen, nothing has changed in my opinion on this Wizards team. Before any of the, these games happen, I told you guys, they're not going to win games because that's not their main priority. I told you, they signed Russ so people turn on their TVs. And like Jay said, you look at a slate, you go, hey, I'd like to watch the Wizards today. When's the last time anybody wanted to watch a fucking Wizards game? So, yes, they've achieved exactly what I predicted they would achieve this year, which is going to be TV viewership and probably jersey sales. That's why they got him. They're not making the playoffs, guys. It's going to be fun watching him and be able to play every day. Where I'm definitely going to have to catch some Wizards games. Get, and it feels funny saying that, but come on. They gave really? up 40 points in the fourth quarter last night. You've got to be kidding me if you don't think yes. this team is going to slide into the playoffs in the East. They're not winning You're 40 tripping, games. You're bro. They're going to figure it out in the regular okay. season. Bradley Beal and Ross are enough in the East to get that team into the playoffs. Dude, They're not going to yeah. win. They're not, they'll win enough, though. Dude, I'll get into a groove like better. he always does. I'm, I'm going to go off and kind of take Cam's side on this for sure. Thank man. you. This is okay. absolutely ridiculous, the slander that you're giving a first ballot Hall of Famer in Russell Westbrook. You say John Wall is better than him currently. When has John Wall had a triple-double ever? Like, Could be a stretch. Could be a stretch. But Dude, Three years saying. in a row, Russ averaged a triple-double. That's not even the point that I wanted to get to. 42% from the field and 28% from three. That's not helping anyone. That's not even the point I wanted to get to. The point I wanted to get to was the Philadelphia 76ers are top four team in the Eastern Conference. And the Wizards team that you don't think is making the playoffs gave them a run for their money. They were up 10, gave them a run for their money. I am telling you that Wizards team is going to be a good team. They will spoil a lot of good teams nights. Russell Westbrook wins you those regular season games because he goes all out. That Sixers team, too, has been playing together for forever. Ben Simmons and Embiid know how to play together. Russ and Bradley Beal are just trying to figure out how to work together. And, like, this is, like, they're literally their first time. you got to give them more than one night before you just shit on them that fast. What do you think, Aaron? I don't think they're getting better than this. They shot 48% from three. That's not going to happen. That's, they're not nope. going to keep that up. No and, team is close to that. They, okay. This is another situation. They played as good as they can, like the Bucks. And lost. It's one game. So it's so let's put it this one way. game. Aaron's let's put it this way. They played as well as they could have, right? Mm-hmm. They lost to a top four seed by four points. Six. How does that not constitute you as a playoff team then? Because what do they do against the number six seed or the seven or the eight? Do you think they couldn't fit into one of those teams if they gave the this the team was beating the Magic's ass, bro? Here's the thing. Yeah, the Magic are like a ten seed this year. I, I don't care about them. The this team is probably realistically a 35, 36% true shooting three-point team. If you're taking 33s a game, you're hitting around 10 of them. They hit 13 last night. That's nine-point difference right there. That turns it from a six-point game to a 15-point game. That's a whole different conversation. Did you watch the game? I did not. I was watching other games. I was watching that game, and let me tell you, the impact that Russell Westbrook has, okay, I get it. Once every six or five possessions, he'll dribble up and take a terrible – Ilk, Ilk, 
ill-conceived shot. This doesn't make know. sense. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, he, but the other doesn't. five possessions, he's grabbing a board, he's pushing the pace, he's getting an assist on the fast break. Then he comes back, gets a steal, gets an and one. Okay? And then he drives in, gets a double, kicks it out to Thomas Bryant for an and one. Then he does the same thing, and then he hits a three. And now Bradley Beal doesn't have to be the one doubled. The thing about basketball is you guys aren't casuals, which is why you guys are on this podcast. The thing about basketball is when some random person watches it and you see someone and they don't have 30 points, you say that person is not a good player. The impact that someone has is way more than what they just than just meets the eye. You know, that's my take on it. Russell Westbrook is a major upgrade from John Wall. His intensity he brings to practice, just the culture switch. He is someone who doesn't take any excuses. He's always working. He's saying, if I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer and then you're undrafted rookie, why aren't you working as hard as me? You know, I think that improves the morale of the team. I think that makes the team better. He's no, he knew Scott Brooks early in Oklahoma City. So I think that's a good pairing. And I think they will make the playoffs. I, I do like that he's kind of coached up the younger kids. I like because I think Denny would be benefit a lot from Russ's playmaking and hustle and all that. And also, Russ absolutely snapped Ben Simmons last night. That was pretty cool too. I got it. No, nah, he tripped over the screen. He tripped over the screen. Uh, I, don't I don't know about that. I think yeah, no, no, I think we still count both. those. We still count okay. those. Bro. If you hit that, that shot too, he hit that shot too. Yeah. Don't if forget about Lance Stevenson. Right, right. You remember when Lance Stevenson on the Lakers got Jeff yep. Green? <laughs> but he actually stepped on him. But Lance started playing the guitar after he just like dropped yep. him. But he stepped on his foot, but no one the remembers. The reaction that. No was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, who's who's trying yeah, to who's okay. trying to make a bet with me on whether or not the Wizards are going to make the playoffs? One of you. Uh, Let me see. I got to see four more games oh, just okay, so I can make okay. sure I'm right. Let me make sure I know what I'm talking about, and then we'll go from there. But, you know, last thing real quick, Russ is a great teammate. Don't let my slander let you guys think that I don't know that he's a good guy. I, people want to play with him. I've seen plenty of interviews of people talking about him. But if you're trying to win games, I just don't know if that's the way you're going to go is with Westbrook leading your team. I just don't think I would be able to do it. Yeah, well, let's just quickly run through these last two games I want to cover. The Mavericks are one, and the last one is going to be that Nuggets-Kings game. For the Mavericks-Suns game, it was a late one, especially being on the East Coast, started at 10.30. It was struggling staying up for that one in the fourth. God damn. But either way, Luka started off 0 for 6, still finished with 32 points. My takeaway from that is Luka Doncic, he's not the strongest. He's not the fastest or, you know, but he just gets buckets. He gets his 38 and 8 every game. It's crazy. But with KP out, I don't know who's that second guy who's going to be able to uh, give them that scoring load that they need, you know? I think Luka is just a one-man show right now. He needs somebody else who can give him buckets in uh, crunch time. That's how I feel about them. And, uh, yeah, I think the Mavericks may have a tough sled for the next month and a half until KP comes back, hopefully. But uh, it could jeopardize I think their Josh rankings. Green needs more minutes for them, though. You got to give Josh Green more minutes. You got to give Josh Green more minutes. But in the end, that he's not going to get you to a higher seed um, in, in the playoffs. So they need KP to recover quickly because they need that second star to pair with Luka. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? And then also talk about the Kings game, Cam. 
Um, okay. Honestly, I didn't watch too much of the, uh, of, of the Mavericks game last night because it was, it was one of the later games, but I did get to catch a couple of it and I watched some of Lucas highlights. We do know that like, it's just, it's going to be too hard for this Mavs team to make too many, to get too many wins without Kristaps. It's the same thing that happens with, it's happening with Steph Curry. When you, you just have one guy out there, it's just, you have all the defensive pressure on Luka. It's just too hard for him to really, he really has to put on that superhero, superhuman performance to like win these games. And that Suns team looked, looked better than I thought they were going to. Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker really didn't like jump off the, jump off the box score last night, but they, they did, they played well enough to get the W. I did like what I saw from Deandre as we all, as we were all talking about earlier, Deandre Ayton playing way better with Chris Paul because he just develops big men very well. And I just, I just, they, you're right though. Like they need Kristaps back to really make any noise in the West or to really move up in those standings. Hopefully Luca can keep him afloat long enough to, uh, to give Kristaps the time he needs to heal up. But if that doesn't happen, I'm really worried for this team. The only thing that jumped off the page for me when it came, cause I, I wasn't able to catch it either. It's too late. And honestly, Mavs game, I'm not watching all of them, especially if they're that late. But when it comes to Luca, this sounds like a really good time to be an investor in Luca's stock. This guy without Kristaps, if he surprises some people and wins a couple of games that they shouldn't, and he keeps up putting up 30 pieces like he is now, we could definitely hear a very strong case for an Oh, AD and LeBron, but they got each other. Luca's got Josh Richardson. Like, <laughs> come on. He's going to keep getting 30 pieces, do his thing, win some games. I, I don't know. I wonder what the line is on Luca to get MVP. He's the favorite. That could be He's the favorite good. right now. I know, but I, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering what the number is on it because it might be worth your money. But who's, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, let's. I'm actually going to look at the odds right now for Luca. Yeah. While he's doing that, I want to just touch on the Nuggets-Kings game, man. Jamal Murray stunk it up. He had nine points. But I like that um, Michael Porter Jr. finished with 25, I think, 24-25. He had three blocks, eight boards, I think. If he can keep progressing, man, God damn, the Nuggets got a young core for the ages. Yeah, they could. I mean, hey, his stock is high. Maybe you trade him to Houston for Harden and a package of that kind of consideration? No, no I, keep, I don't know. No, I keep him. No, really? you keep I him keep Porter. Him. If, I if keep the him. Nuggets got Harden right now and they trade People don't understand, DJ, dude. Ball, ball. Mm. Michael Porter Jr., bro, some of the most impressive high school mixtapes I've ever seen in my life. Oh, by far. Oh, they were crazy. The best crazy. high schooler I've ever seen. Uh, I'd say Zion, but he was probably second. Zion, Zion was Zion was, Zion was on just, on tiny white kids. Zion was Michael just Porter Jr. Though. was actually going That's up against Trey Young and all these like, actual good players. Yeah. Uh, but now that we've touched on that, let's just take a segue into something I really want to get into because this is very interesting, and I didn't purposely tell you guys the full intent of this because there's so much that it goes into the rabbit hole is so deep that we can get into with this the conspiracies and all this shit so let's just start off with covid hit the nba like a fucking brick right they lost a lot of money no fans in the stadiums the revenue sharing the nba they said they borrowed another billion dollars from a loan company gave 30 million to each team just for the covid relief and now they're still playing with most stadiums not having fans right now, you know? So that's what's going on, which means they need more revenue. 
which means they need more teams, which means they need cities to have those teams playing in. We are going to get expansion teams. In the next five years, we will have two more teams in the NBA. It will happen. The NBA needs to get more revenue. And the thing about it is, if you ask me, are there 30 more players that could probably be NBA players? I would say, yeah. If adding two more teams would dilute the league, it would make the, the league even more fair. If you put these teams into actually like good markets, it would be very good. So let me start off with uh, Cam. Give me a city. Give me a city and uh, let's talk about it. All right. Well, I think the uh, I think the obvious choice is Tampa. They put yes, the Rap- they put the Raptors in Tampa specifically to test out this market. They're gonna see like hope. I mean, we'll see how this goes. But putting that moving down the Raptors from Toronto and putting them in Tampa is the easiest way to test out this city. Give them a team and see how they do. See how the fan base reacts to it. And obviously, you can't pack arenas right now due to COVID, but. Hopefully with the vaccine just coming out like that, that could not be too far away. Maybe by the end of the season, we could start getting fans in the, in the stands for the playoffs perhaps, but that would be awesome to see. But I think if, I think if the, if Tampa can really show that, like show the NBA that like they have NBA fans in Tampa that want to go to these games, putting this team here, because we assuming Toronto is going to reclaim the Raptors at some point. Cause I think Toronto and Drake's going to want their basketball team back eventually. I think Tampa is a real good uh, place to put a basketball team. And that's why they put the Raptors here. Yeah. I completely there's... agree, dude. It, it's a hundred percent have to be Tampa. I mean, the only reason you touched on it perfectly, it's a test. They want to see, are people interested in ball in Tampa Bay? Yes, of course we are. Tampa Bay has had an amazing sports year. We won the Stanley Cup. We had an amazing postseason run in the MLB, which I don't care about, but it's still awesome for Tampa. And that just gives even Bucks, more of a Bucks reason. are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Come oh, on. Yeah, Maybe, but okay. Know. But they're hey, still making right, the playoffs but, for the first time yeah. since 2007. Our, so that's our minor league impressive. soccer team also won the league. Shout out the Rowdies. Hey, hey, go Rowdies. Go Tampa sports. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just with all the success that Tampa's had, and there's a lot of people in Tampa Bay. There's a lot of fans that want something to cheer for. I'm tired of going to Orlando to watch a stupid Magic team play. Give me something to cheer for. And, by the way, those Tampa Bay Raptors jerseys that were flowing around Twitter, that got me so excited for the team to pull up and just get some drip, dude. (laughs) Come on. Yeah, dude, if, if you're a basketball fan in Tampa right now, go support the Raptors. Like, show them what we're about, yeah. you know? I'll put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to a few games for sure. I mean, I'm excited to have the NBA here. Um, right. I, I think, I, like, I, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Got to be going to games yeah. anyways to get these fans yeah. in the stands. Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I definitely think this is a test for Tampa. But the one other city that I really want to see an NBA team in is Las Vegas. Uh, we know they got the arenas, the summer league's there, the market's there for it. I think it would do very, very well. Um, I don't see Seattle getting a team back this quickly, to be honest, because they only moved, what, maybe 10 years ago or so? I don't think Seattle gets one back right now. The support wasn't there the first time. What, what makes it different now? This is, that was a decade ago. It's not that long. So, uh, so I think Vegas is a better chance. A couple of things. I love the Vegas pick, man, because – when you have to think about expansion teams, it's not just about location. It's about everything else. It's about, is this a free agent market? Vegas. Yes, it is. Harden There's would no transfer there immediately. <laughs> he would yeah, demand Harden a trade would to Las Vegas. The first person to demand a trade to Las Vegas. That'd be so funny. He'd have, 
three agents. One one of his agents' name is Roxy. The other one's name is uh, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's candy. Candy is the other one. You know, Foxy is the other one. You know, uh, glitter. Titties <laughs> over titles. Come on, yeah. baby. Lou Will and his two girlfriends. Yeah, titties over titles, too. dog. But uh, like you said, Vegas, man, they have no income tax too. Like. It's a great place to go as a free agent. They definitely have a good team there. That'd be dope to have a Vegas team. Seattle, I'd say I disagree with you just because those fans have been clamoring since they left. Bring them back. They really want another fan base. The Seattle fan base is known to be rowdy. The 12th man, I think if you brought that back now to a new stadium, new arena, you get some good fans in Seattle. And then... We could talk about Nashville. Nashville is another big hub, another big place that the NBA could go. It's a great town. It's expanding by the second. Nashville is only growing bigger. And that leads me into the point that I wanted to make that I didn't tell you guys. Because it gets tricky. This is where it gets real tricky. Because you need two teams. And one has to be east and one has to be west, right? So let's say they decide... Let's say they say Tampa didn't go as we'd planned. So let's add Las Vegas and let's add Nashville or let's add Seattle. Let's say Las Vegas and Seattle are where they plan on going. What does that mean? That means there's two more Western Conference teams. That means you need to bring one over to the East. Now there's a bidding war. There are three teams that should be in the East that are in the West. Those three teams are New Orleans, Minnesota, if you look at geographic location, and the third one is Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee is not in the West, it is in the East. What that brings to you is one of these West teams would have to be in a bidding war to go East. Are you telling me that New Orleans, Minnesota, or Memphis wouldn't pay the league in an absolute bloodbath of a bidding war to head East? Think about that. New Orleans in the West is a seven or eight seed. But if they go east, and they should be, they are eastern, they would be a woo, Zion in the east. Think about Ooh. the Memphis Grizzlies in Tennessee saying, we're right next to North Carolina and Virginia. Make us go east and make Seattle go to west, and we'll go east, and you take Vegas too. Well, then you have Nashville, the Grizzlies in the east. I think if Nashville is in the east, I think it's pretty obvious to say Memphis in the east. Just keep the states together. Um, exactly. But if not, if say it's Las Vegas and Seattle. Honestly, I think the choice here is the Pelicans. I mean, they were the Bobcats before. I think they already have experience in the East. I think that just makes the most sense because there's no way you're putting – well, probably not no way, but I just don't see the T-Wolves going to the East. I, I think mean, I looked at the map, and they are honestly Eastern. They're right – like, they're Eastern, but the thing is how much – if you're the Timberwolves, you are doing everything in your possible power to head East. Everything Completely. you possibly can. Well, but you I have to like think. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I was just, I was just gonna say that yeah, like, this is a, this is, this is a business, and there's money in this, and it would absolutely just be to the highest bidder because these team owners are thinking, okay, what generates money? Success, playoff appearances, things of that nature. When you go to the East, those kind of doors open up for you instead of being like the Pelicans where. Last year, you're fighting and clamoring just to kind of get in and do what you can do. When you go to the East, that opens up so many different avenues financially for these teams. So I think it would be more or less than buying their way into it because of the potential 
for financial gain just for the team itself not, not even just team success there's so many different benefits to doing it's an it. investment so you're, inve- you're investing yeah, it's in your an team investment success in your team which every nba owner they invest in their team mark cuban the mavericks have completely blown up in value is an amazing investment of business so that's essentially how it would work you'd have to think let's say though that they add two teams in the east say they add like nashville and tampa who goes west then because i mean if you look at the actual east-west divide, it's, it's got to be either the Bulls or the Bucks, And there's no way either of them belong in the West, right? Please so, don't put, please don't put no my Bulls in the West. There's no way that they would want to move there, you know? Yeah, they, they can't the move Bucks. the Bulls. You, They're not moving the Bulls, bro. We want, you, you got Jordan. The, Jordan runs the East, bro. Come on. Yeah. You're not, yeah. Putting, you're not putting Jordan in the West. You're putting Giannis in the West? The possibilities coming up are going to be very, very interesting, man. Adam Silver it's has happening. a lot to think about. Adam Silver doesn't just talk and not do. If these expand, expansion teams have been in conversations, they are definitely going to happen. Yeah. NOLA, Memphis, Minnesota. Those are the only three teams that have an actual claim to want to go east, and it actually makes sense. God damn, if Zion goes east, bro. If John Moran goes east. Holy that'd be bad for your holy. Celtics, Floyd. That'd be, yeah, that'd be bad horrible. for your Celtics. We, we dude, just got Brandon Ingram and Zion. Dude, oh. <laughs> that would be the right second now. coming of LeBron. What duel do you want for the next 10 years? B.I. and Zion or Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? That's tough. That's tough. Oh, I think it's pretty easy. I, I, think it's, I think it's Brown and Tatum. They've already yeah. shown what they can be. We, we, we don't know what Ingram and Zion are going to be yet. Yeah. I do have Wait, to Tatum agree. As, from what I've seen I so agree. far, I have we have we've seen we haven't seen enough of Zion. Let's see a full mm-hmm. season from Zion and then and then make this choice. I agree. Zion as a rookie was putting up twenty five and eight in his sleep. Yeah, yeah but Jason Tatum as a rookie, was... as a rookie, he saw the conference finals, so he has experience already under his belt. He's an established all star caliber player who could be an MVP one day. And Zion. Too many questions. Who knows if his knees don't fucking explode one day? Because, yeah. you know, with people, it's like a running back in the NFL. Once you hit, like, 29, it's like, sheesh. So, unless, yeah, unless, you got the, unless you got those Russell Westbrook knees, bro, because those <laughs> things are built out of pure titanium. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I think B.I. and Zion have a higher ceiling, but I think they also have a much lower floor than Tatum right, right. and Jalen. Yep. Yeah, Russ and Meg the Stallion got the same orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. (laughs) So moving on from the expansion teams, we are going to get into the last segment. I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll hop into the NBA Christmas games. The best parts coming up. We'll be right back. Okay. So we're back. This is the NBA Christmas game segment. It's going to be dope tomorrow. I got money riding on it. Let me just preface this with, I made $67 last night. Hawks, Pelicans. It was cheese money. So I said, you know what? I'm throwing all that 67 on a three-teamer on Christmas. We're going Bucks money line against the Warriors. We're going Nets money line against the Celtics. We're going Lakers money line against the Mavericks. LeBron and AD aren't going 0-2. Floyd, how do you feel about that, man? And do you – Oh, man. Let me hear your take first because if you don't like that bet, then I want to make a bet with you straight up. Same thing you did with Cam. Double that shit. Okay. So – you know, I hate watching my friends lose money, especially when I feel like I could help you not lose that money by telling you the Celtics are going to ruin your Christmas. 
How did the Grinch – Jason Tatum's going to steal your Christmas, Jay. Don't let it happen. Jason Tatum's not the Grinch. <laughs> what do you know? The, the Nets, they're, they're favored by about, what, three points is the line for the Nets yeah. there? It's, it's, it's not like this is going to be a super lopsided game. We, we, they just beat the Bucks, who before the season, a lot of people in the regular season were like, I don't even know if they're better than the Nets or not. It's a pretty elite team. So with what we just saw from Jalen and Jason, you're really telling me you're going to bet against those dogs in Boston? I just can't see it. As as a professional better myself, I just want to be able to do it. I just want to. Hey, dog, that Warriors spread was at minus seven and a half. They're up 30 at halftime, bro. Don't get caught up by these little hey. by these things. I'm telling you, Listen. I'm not worried about the Celtics starting lineup. They can match up with the Nets. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about when Peyton Pritchard comes in. And you still have Torian Prince, Landry Shamit, Joe Harris, Chris Levert, Harris Levert, Jared Allen out there. When you're rolling out with Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, and and like Jeff T, right? And as your point, bro, like what? That's Jeff why T's not bad. And that's why I did money line. I didn't do spread. I did money line. Keep it safe. Okay. Listen. I actually like the Celtics in this game, especially at the line, plus 130. I think there's a lot of Yes, bets. Yes, Eck, yes. There's, only, there's two bets I'm placing on Christmas. Denver Nuggets, plus 120, and Boston Celtics, plus 130. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Listen, I, I like the Celtics slander as much as anyone else, but that line, it's, it's enticing. It's really enticing. Ooh. All right, man. I guess tomorrow only time will tell, right? But – Let's start off with the earliest one that starts off tomorrow. Pelicans Heat. The Heat lost to the Magic. I had the Heat in basically everything I was rolling with yesterday. They were weaved into a, a teasers, parlays, straight bets. They were fucking everything, right? So the Heat lost me some money. But the Pelicans won me some money. Guys, if you're a better, I'm, you guys are betters. If I'm betting, what team should I bet, Pelicans or Heat? Right now the line is at Miami minus four and a half. Ooh. I honestly, I, I might be rolling with the Pelicans on this one, bro. Like, I, I agree hate, with Cam. 100%. I did, not, I did not like what I saw from that Heat team. And I know Chad's mm-hmm. upset he's not here to defend his team. But, like, <laughs> that team, like, again, like, that's just the same thing as Toronto. Like, everybody got better in the East but Miami. Like, they drafted Precious Achua in the draft, who's, like, okay. Like, he hasn't done too – we haven't seen too much from him yet. I mean, Tyler Hero, like, I feel like ever since he dropped that song, bro, like, everybody's, like, so high on him. Like, he's a good player for sure, but, like, he's no, all, he's no all-star yet. So, like, they might have their hands full with a, with, with a loaded Pelicans team that's hungry. Yeah, dude, hot take. The Heat aren't that good. I think it was a perfect storm playoff run for them last year. Everything went exactly as good as it possibly could have, and that's how they got there. I don't think they're better than the Bucs. I don't think they're better than the Nets, the Celtics. I don't think they're a top four team. Yeah. Listen, this isn't the bubble anymore, bro. This is real life. And Jimmy Butler, guys, he's not the second coming of Christ or something. We, I know in the playoffs he was playing amazing, but now he's finally come back to earth. This Miami team is going to figure out exactly who they are. And they're a team who loses to the Pelicans by at least four and a half points on a Christmas kind of day. So with that being said, I would definitely take the Pelicans plus four and a half on that. I cannot believe they're the underdogs on that. Yeah, man. When I bet, I look mainly at matchups. The reason the Miami Heat struggled against the Lakers was because of what? Size. 
And you're going to tell me you're going to put Steven Adams and Zion out there against Bam Adebayo. And who do they run at the four? Kelly Olenek, maybe? Is you going to have to go big against them? And then you've got length still. You still have Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball's a great on-ball defender. Josh Hart's a great defender. JJ's going to be splashing threes. I think matchup-wise, Pelicans plus four and a half is a nice bet. Yeah, One more thing. Yeah, that sounds like well, a pick of the day. That's all I was going to say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely <laughs> check out Floyd's pick of the days. Yeah. They have been rolling yeah. right now to his defense. Uh-huh. But one more thing I want to say about this Heat team is I don't think – I think the loss of Jay Crowder is huge for that team. That He is one of the, he was one of the best. He was a key player in their playoff run. He hits big shots in the heat with the threes and plays great defense. I think that's a huge loss for that Heat team, and it really showed last night that like they struggled they struggled to play defense. And like I think that's going to have the same problem with guarding Zion. Real yeah. quick, the, the second most threes made in the bubble were by Jay Crowder. The first were by Duncan Robinson. So that just shows you a lot of production's gone. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, let's go on to the 230 game. That's Warriors-Bucks. Bucks are favored by 10 right now, minus 10. How do we feel about the Warriors maybe pulling an upset? I think they're getting creamed tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be pretty. It's not, it's not going to be pretty at all. I mean, when you think of the Bucks, I mean, Giannis is just so large. And then who are you going to put on him? Wiggins? Who Wiseman. is? Yeah, maybe Wiseman. Yeah. Wiggins needs to go to, like, the Canadian Basketball League or something at this point. You're going to tell me <laughs> those guys are going against the Bucks? Come on, man. They Come ruled on. out They ruled out Draymond Green, too, this morning. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's – the big Hammer problem, folks. though, is just you also have – you're going to have an angry, pissed-off Giannis because he lost last night. So, that man's going to have 40-17-5 tomorrow. <laughs> and what did I tell you guys about matchups? Who's the best probably on-ball backcourt defender in the league? A man who goes by the name of Drew Holiday. Who's going to be sticking Steph Curry all game? Drew Holiday, right? And then you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez defending the paint. And honestly, if I'm the Bucks, I'm telling the Warriors, shoot as many threes as you want. If you're not Steph Curry, shoot. Oubre, shoot. Wiggins, shoot. Everybody, Kevin Looney, shoot. You. <laughs> Looney, shoot. Kevin Looney. Like, we will live with you hitting the occasional three-pointer when most of the time they sound like a bar of soap dropping into a bathtub when it hits off the rim, bro, with the clink. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be weird. Um, like I said, I have the Bucks bouncing back. Aaron, how do you feel about the Bucks and the Warriors game? Um, if I'm Steph, I'm taking every single shot tomorrow. I'm being extremely <laughs> selfish. But I just – it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. It's going to be a blowout, 20-plus point game, over by halftime. So Bucks we're going to cover so that we'll spread. Yeah, 10? I agree. Take the Bucks. Okay. Ten's a lot of points. It is a lot of points, but – They're getting that done. Giannis is going to yeah. come in there pissed off and angry and take his anger out on the rim. <laughs> Seven-plus yeah. dunks And it's in Milwaukee because that's the thing with these, uh, with these games now. Like – Let's say the Warriors, they play the Nets. They stayed on the East Coast, and they're going and playing Milwaukee. So it's going to be a lot of East Coast trips and, you know, kind of not flip-flopping. They're going to Milwaukee to play the 5 o'clock. One more thing from you, Cam? Yeah, I got one more thing. Fun fact, Giannis in the regular season only lost five games last year at home. So uh, I'd, I've, I would take that guy against Golden State tomorrow for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, The money line is too fat. It's at minus 600. 
But if oh you parlayed it, if you parlayed it or maybe bought some points down to seven, maybe teased it to like half, you know, you never, there's a lot of um, options you can do with that. Let's move on to the uh, five o'clock game. Nets Celtics. I mean, yeah. you did kind of talk about that one, but Floyd, yeah. let's do it now. 30 for 20, you and me. Come on. 30 for same 20? Thing, so, same thing you did with Cam. Just double down. You he's not that can, confident. You can he's not that confident. us on the pod all you want on the next one. If, Xmas, if you got $40 richer and you can trash us, how does that feel? No, he gets $60 because it's 20 I would get 30. 60 Oh, yeah, you get, get 60. 60 I get yeah. 20 Yeah. I could lose 40 Huh. Let me – Okay. He's not oh, that man. confident, bro. I told you. I, you're, on the spot? On the Put your money spot, where your mouth bro. is, dog. You were just saying this is the, the duo of the future, bro. You said the Nets are going to spoil – are going to be uh, – the Celtics are going to yeah, spoil but, my Christmas, bro. Come on. It's, hey, it's, it's, it's 55 Jeff Teague on Kyrie, though. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, listen, you know what? Uh, so, 538, one of the best sports you forecasting. Yes? Hold on. Did you say yes? There. I'm thinking Aaron goes so I can think. Yeah, so 538, one of the best sports forecasting websites out there. They have all kinds of player tracking data, shot efficiency, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, they post projections for every game. And uh, they project a three-point Celtics win tomorrow. 60, 64% chance Celtics win the game, they say. Even better. Really? Let's change the – even better. Let's change Jay, it now. So let's do no, 30 to 25. Let's <laughs> do no, 30 to 25. You have a deal, Jay. Are we doing 30 and 20? Put your Absolutely. Dude, right, yeah, I'm, I'm not trusting 538. I'm trusting my eyes. I'm, Bro, I'm, trust, I'm trusting that seven-foot guy on the Brooklyn so, team. Let, let, yeah, okay. Let me just – let me make sure this is, like, clear. So, if I – if the Celtics win, Cam and Jay both know my Venmo for the folks at home keeping track here. I will get $30 from both of them. If the Celtics lose, you both will get $20, and you'll ruin my Christmas. Yes, sir. Okay, you both Precisely. have a deal. Precisely. Absolutely. So now that that's cleared up, let's go on to the last game in my three-teamer for Christmas. Mavericks, Lakers. I don't think AD and LeBron are going to go 0-2. I think they're going to be like, you know what? It's Christmas Day. Everyone's watching. Let's stop the bullshit. You know, let's get our championship stees and just wreck them. It's just Luka by himself still. Who's guarding AD? Nobody. Luka's not guarding Braun. Maybe Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't know. The Lakers are at minus six. Are you taking that spread, Aaron? Why or why not? It's really close. It's really close for me. Because I feel like this is the kind of game where the Lakers are up by like 15. They take the foot off the gas. Mavs backdoor cover with two seconds left on a layup. That's what I see happening tomorrow. So I don't, I don't know if I'm taking the spread. I'd feel confident with the money line, but not the spread. What about possibly buying down to minus three? Hmm. And then I'll pose that same question to Cam and Floyd. Let me check what the odds would be on that, actually. Yeah, I like I like the Mavs on that side of the spread. I mean, if, if you're getting it for your money, you know, that, that's, that's a good amount of points for Luka Doncic. It's so hard to bet against that kid. Because when I watch him and I see all the different things that he does, it's like he can do this to anybody. It can be to a LeBron team. Giannis, whoever you want to put against them. So I never would count him out. But when it comes to Christmas Day, we know the stars like to come out and shine a little bit more. And we know LeBron is up there when it comes to the Christmas rankings all the time in points. So 20, know, 2015 just, Christmas Day, Warriors, Cavs, at 17 or it was a 16 or 15? I think it was, it was 17. 15. It was 17? Yeah. 
It was the it was when KD just became a warrior. They played Christmas Day and they were going back and forth, back mm. and forth. Mm. Yeah. Um LeBron has through the the last decade given us memorable Christmas Day games. Remember the one with him and uh him and Wade against Kobe with those crazy sleeve yeah. jerseys going off the backboard, throwing it with the left, like just Good, great moments. You know, Derrick Rose's game winner on Kobe and Derrick Fisher. That was another great moment on Christmas. There's a lot of good ones, but then we'll wrap it up with Clippers Nuggets. Real quick before you do that, on the Lakers uh, betting, buying two points to minus four gets you minus 150 odds. like that a lot. Just putting yeah, that out there. That's nice. That's okay. way better. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I was I was just about to add in. I I do like the uh, the the minus four spread. I just they they lost game one, and I just they got to bounce back. And there's no I way agree. LeBron's going to lose on Christmas. Luca's mm-hmm. going to put on a show, but it's just not going to be enough. Anthony Davis, thirty five and ten tomorrow. I'm not. I'm, it's 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 easy money with that guy. We did say so that. Come on. We said there's no way they lose on ring night. It's no, I like the spread though. That's okay. what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the ring night was just a bad take by me. Uh, I should I said it on the pod, and then I kind of talked myself out of it when the game actually came up. But Clippers, you know, they come out. They're frauds. They want to win the opening night. They want to get back. Frauds. The last time they were on the court, they they melt down. Like, they melted down against the, uh, against the Nuggets. So they really wanted to show that we're a better team than how people last saw us, and they came out very strong. Ken, what do you want to add on? If you're curious, if you make a two-team parlay with the uh, with the Pelicans money line and then buy the Lakers down to minus four, it's fifteen to win fifty. If you're curious, does that mean For you're gonna lock it in? Home, oh yeah, no, it's already locked in. I'm just telling you about yeah, it. Baby. <laughs> All right, so for that last game, ten thirty game, it's gonna be a tough one. I'm probably gonna be smizzed by smacked. that game. Let's just put it uh, <laughs> yeah. smacked by that game. Right, ten thirty. Jamal only had nine points, so let's uh, let's talk about this game. Who's going to win this game? I'll start with Cam, then go to Floyd. Honestly, I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be super competitive, and uh, I'm not I'm not worried about I'm not worried about the Nuggets. Jamal Murray is not going to play that bad this season. One for nine is just not sustainable for how good he is. He's a better player than that. And I'm sure he's him and Jokic drop a triple double. Porter was balling too. Like this this Nuggets team is better. They and they and they lost by one. So I can live with I can live with that for it's it's game one. We don't need to blow this out of proportion yet. I I'm I honestly I think I'm I think I'm gonna avoid this game betting wise because I think I just want to watch it as a fan. I might monitor the uh, the dynamic live bets and maybe hop in there if things get interesting. But I think it's going to be ultra competitive. But I'm going to give the edge to Denver. I'm going to say because again, like I I I don't know, bro. Like is Paul George that guy or like it's this I, this is a toss up. Like I could see it going either way. It's going to be a great game to watch, and I'm super excited. One one thing to comment about what you said is. You know, is, is Paul George that guy? He doesn't have to be because he has Kawhi Leonard on his fucking team. That's the guy. He's going to win them the game if they do win. But that being said, you know, when we were talking about the Heat earlier, it was about we're back in real life now. We're out of the bubble. Everyone's a little bit more human. Jamal Murray, dude, he's not going to be like a top 10 player or something. So we need to keep the expectations just a little bit low. And when we think about the Nuggets, we need to think about the Joker. That guy plays basketball like Mr. Naismith, who invented the game, thought it should be played. 
like everything he does just makes so much sense. And when you couple that with the players, guys around him, I like it. With that being said, the Clippers are a better team than the Nuggets. They're going to win this game with the addition of Serge Ibaka, who is a rich man's Montrez Harrell. Okay. And Nicholas Batumi had like six points, but I like him out there on the wing. He's a decent player. Three and D guy. Yeah. Definitely doesn't. Yeah. He's okay. I think the Clippers personally, I think they got better after the last year. I like the way their roster is situated a little bit now. I mean, it would have been nice if they got like a Schroeder such as the Lakers got, but they unfortunately did not. But Serge, Paul, Kawhi, they're going to win this game. All right. Give me the Nuggets here. Definitely give me Nuggets. I'm nuggets. taking Nuggets. Mm. I'm probably going to bet Nuggets money line on this one. Really? I I think the Nuggets are going to win this game. I really believe it. Uh, I think Jamal is going to come back. He's going to go off. Nuggets are going to win. It'll be close, but they'll win. Yeah, I think you're disrespecting Jamal a little too much. I don't though, know. Floyd. This ain't the bubble, bro. We, we didn't even – we're not casuals. So we knew about him before the bubble. But did we really talk about him before the bubble? No. Are we going to talk about him after the bubble? Yes, because it feels like we're obligated to now. But the bubble still has – those are basketball games. It, 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 it happened, but, it, you know, it's the same feeling as being in an empty YMCA or something. You're just hooping. We're back to actual NBA now. This yeah, this, is there's not like there's the stands game. there now, you know. It's, it's like Cold Park Iron, air. bro. You literally hit every yeah. shot out there, and you, you don't do that when we're in packed stadiums. <laughs> yeah, like Paul Irving is doing stuff that didn't make sense. So that's <laughs> – that's where the slander comes from. So going off of uh, the Jamal Murray slander that Floyd was putting down, I'm not going to do that, but I want to talk about the bounce-back game because I do think he will. Bounce-back game, I think he's going to score a lot of points, which leads me right into the wealth and the rabbit hole of player props. Christmas Day <laughs> player props. Yes, sir. I'm looking at these right now. One that stands out immediately. James Wiseman points, rebounds, assists is at sixteen and a half. What? Hammer the fuck out of that! I promise you, his rebounds is at six and a half. His points is at nine and a half. James Wiseman, he's gonna get ten points. Rip that, because I think he's gonna get a double double this game. I think the first game was, you know, um, dip your toes in the water, get your feet wet. He's going up against the big boys now. You got Giannis and Brooke Lopez down low. He's going to have to be fighting and clawing. And they don't have Draymond again. So they need they need, need his rebounds, his production. They're going to miss plenty of shots for him to get those rebounds. He, he played 24 minutes. He had 19 and 6. Come on. If he plays regular starter minutes, which he will because he's due for that, he's going to at least get 20 a night. I think at some point that's where we're going to look at him. So I would hammer the fuck out of that. Plus, Ubre and Wiggins are going to miss plenty of shots for him to get lots of rebounds. So, you know. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> it blows my mind that Wiggins was the number one overall pick at one point. And rookie of the year. He was rookie of the year. <sighs> yeah, there's other great props out. There's Lonzo Ball points, 11 and a half. You have other good ones. Let's see. Brandon Ingram. Let's see. Brandon Ingram points, 22 and a half. Come on. Christmas Day. Yeah, on Christmas. Wine, oh, my goodness. We got some good stuff going on, man. Uh, maybe any player props you guys are thinking out. You can't see the lines right now, but maybe a player that you think may go off and have a great Christmas Day game. What What's the Jason Tatum points, assists, rebounds? Because last year I put $5, and I got like 50 bucks out of that from him. I, I, I can only imagine what that would be now. 
I mean, I'd put I'd put everything I have on Giannis tomorrow, dude. Giannis is gonna have a game because he's gonna be pissed off and angry that he lost by one, and it's his dude, fault. Did you see him after he missed the free throw and walked to the tunnel? He looked like the fucking Hulk about it, like explode out of his. Yeah, jersey. he's, so he's gonna have an angry game tomorrow. <laughs> he was so pissed. Forty seventeen and five is my prediction for Giannis tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked pissed off. Yeah, so the Celtics ones aren't out yet. It goes to the okay. Knicks, but. Either way, what's, this money. What's every- KD's points at tomorrow? KD's points. I can check that for you. I should be able to. His points. It's gonna be like twenty-five and a half, probably. They don't even have KD points up. They have everything but. I think Vegas is deliberating on that still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're on the conference that's call. A, like, that's what a dangerous number. <laughs> a very, very dangerous number. Right. Whatever Giannis's points is at, take the mm-hmm. under. He'll be out by the end of the third quarter. Giannis points is thirty-one. Under. Under 31 because you think you're going to blow out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's how I feel about that. Well, we're going to post our picks, what bets we do. We'll let you guys know. We're also going to make sure we let everybody know about the bet that Floyd put down with Cam and I. You know, because he's taking L's, man. Uh, damn. <laughs> we'll see. Just damn, check bro. out the pick of the day hasn't let me down. I haven't lost money in honestly a decent amount of time. I've been Yo, if you make your pick not. of the day, the Celtics don't, dude. He's not that stupid. He's already too invested. We'll see. No, the pick of the day is serious. Those are eternal locks. We don't miss those. <laughs> That's free money, folks. Free money certified. Yeah. The glow up yeah, has guys. been real though for Floyd. I mean, from Thank the come you. up, from being last in the rankings for the NFL, now he's like was, creeping up real quickly. I was six ten and one. Now I'm twelve ten and one. You love to see that. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna keep giving you guys the content. NBA games tomorrow. We'll be live tweeting some of those, giving you guys some good content. Uh, follow the Twitter. Give us a subscribe. Rate us. And leave us a comment. Just uh, interact with us. We love to get to hear your sports takes, what you have to say. But uh, thank you guys again, and we'll be right back, and we'll see you guys for episode 14. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys got any good bets, tweet them at us. We'll let you know our thoughts, Please. see what we're thinking. We're all- Absolutely. There's money everywhere. If, if you got a lock, we all want to see it. All right. Thank you, guys. Peace. Hey guys, if you are still listening to this, that means that we at Lock It or Leave It fuck with you heavy. And we really appreciate the continued support. Honestly, it means the world to us to continue to help us bring you great content. We want you to do a couple of things for us. First, give us a subscription, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. Secondly, leave us a question. We want to know what you guys have to say. Uh, constructive criticism maybe a sports question leave it in the five-star review and we will make sure to answer it during the podcast lastly follow our twitter at everything hoops the o's are zeros for great sports content thanks again